welcome to the Self-Study Project, a podcast to deepen your practice through reflection with co-hosts Jenna Baird and Stephanie Gibson. Hi, Jenna. Are you excited for energetic healing? I am very excited. I love our, our time together and being able to, you know, just chat with all the listeners and yeah. Yes. Yeah. In this episode, we will be uncovering how your emotions, thought patterns, and personal history impact your physical body through symptoms and dis-ease. And just so you know, throughout this entire episode, when we talk about disease. Um, we're just talking about a lack of ease. It doesn't need to have a diagnosis of disease, you know, uh, like uh, arthritis is a diagnosis. But if you don't quite feel like your joints are flowing well, you know, when you're not moving easily, you are still in a state of dis-ease. Does that make sense, Jenna? Yeah, I think that's a, a great way to start. And when we're talking about these things, sometimes there can be this little bit of hesitancy around um about this. And that's what I love talking about in yoga in class is that our body speaks so softly and whispers. And it's kind of like learning the language, learning to Mm -hmm. um, check into those little subtleties and um, instead of judge them or like go to fear. So we'll probably, Mm -hmm. you know, I know we're going to talk a lot about that. I mean, that's a natural tendency, but that we can do other things that are going to be more helpful than judgment and fear. Right. Or quieting them, you know, yes. just like, like a child that keeps coming to you and you just keep ignoring them or telling them or, you know, a symptom and you're like, let's take this medication and make this symptom, which is your body whispering and sometimes yelling um, yeah. that, you know, hey, just quiet, quiet down, you know, let's just not listen to that symptom anymore. And yeah. Yeah. Um, so neglect and shame doesn't work. <laughs> no, nope. no, no, it does not. Um, so we'll be discussing the mind body healing components necessary to releasing symptoms, such as where grief lives in the body and what symptoms it might be causing. Cause like you're talking about with the way that we can tune this out, you know, um, neglect, fear, um, judgment and all of that is, I think that it often comes from a place like an idea of separation uh, on many levels, the separation from the primary issue in many cases, either a separation that the symptoms are separate from other symptoms uh, and systems. Like let's say you're having heart problems and you think that, well, it's just my heart. What can I do to fix just my heart when it's going to have a greater effect on the rest of the body or a sense of feeling separate from your community or that organs work independently of one another or that your fear or your symptoms of grief, like hip related symptoms or shoulder related symptoms. Those are great areas where grief is stored that they are completely separate from the way you think the way you feel emotion. You know, it's this idea of separation when you say, yes, that makes a huge difference. And, and our thoughts for sure, like what we think and, um, our relationship around our thoughts really plays a number on our bodies. So mm-hmm. yes, that mind and body, um, it's interesting, you know, how much it affects and plays a role much more mm-hmm. than sometimes we give credit, but um, it's such a great topic because it's, mm-hmm. yeah, important. Yeah. Because the, you know, energy, there was a study done on 
we, we talked about it a little bit during our energetic anatomy podcast. That was a couple episodes ago that energy precedes and therefore can predict the onset of disease. And this was in a, you know, this was in a full study that, and there's, there's many different studies. There's another one uh, that I was recently looking at in preparation for this podcast. And it was, a study from the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences of the United States of America. And it's a study that actually showed body mapping. So it's a body mapping of emotions. And when they would do these, they would map the body and they would study with, with different contraptions connected to the body. It's very extensive. You'd have to look up the study, but um, when they evoked certain emotion, when they caused a certain scenario, they looked at where the feedback came from inside the body. And there's actual a whole picture of where, where anger changed and triggered the body. And it's all color. There's different colors that show where fear is, disgust, happiness, surprise, love, depression, contempt, pride, shame, envy, anxiety, all sorts of things register in different zones of the body. And this is measurable in science. And so the, what we talked about in energetic anatomy was understanding that your, your anatomy that seems invisible, um, even though they have this, they have different oscillations in areas of the chakras and they give, if we, if we become aware of this energetic anatomy or this invisible power of the mind, recognizing that if you conquer the mind, it is where healing begins and ends and that the more that we use tools, which Jenna, I'm looking forward to hearing your tools because you, you have so many of them on focusing on the connection between the mind and body. And what is it that you teach with yoga, but that it is the unification, the yoke of mind, body, and breath. Right. That unity is so important because separation just causes so much harm and um, a feeling that overwhelms the body a lot of times. And, um, but yeah, to say to all you listeners that that Stephanie and I just have so much fun preparing these discussions. Um, we hope that you, you know, we just, I don't know, we kind of geek out on this stuff. And I think it's just so much fun, um, these topics. And I know that when I'm talking to others, like in the yoga community and just in general, that others that want to go deeper um, and just dive into these topics because they are truly so empowering. And that's what I love about the, the bill, you know, like Stephanie and I both sharing all of this is because we have our own journeys, our own sense of um, things that we go through and just sharing what it is to be human. Right. And to be able to uh, discover maybe new ways of going through some of the things that we go through, maybe different than grandma went through, you know, because I think about my own grandma and her passing and how her story really accumulated in her body and even her last bit of uh, last uh, take of oxygen and how much I can see that her life and her stories all played such a role in um, her, in her life and her passing and her, mm -hmm. the way that she dealt with life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. The manifestation because you know, the, what you think uh, what you believe can lead to disease or states of disease, disease rather, um, because your mind is 
and your thoughts and your emotions, they, they're constantly creating feedback systems, feedback loops, and your biochemistry is, as a re- is of a result of what your mind and therefore those frequencies of emotion create. And, you know, we've known that for a really long time based on the placebo and the nocebo effect, you know, without the, this scientifically proven case of frequency matching the body, the placebo effect would not work. Um, but thoughts and emotions carry vibrations that are impacting biochemical, cellular, and over physiological states and creating sadness and resentment and jealousy. In, in one study, they showed that people who repress their emotions and don't actually express or talk about them, they will show disruptions in their endocrine system and they'll have an abnormal balance, uh, abnormal reaction to cortisol in their system. And that's, of course, the stress hormone. There's also signs of hormonal and immunological repression. Um, And so the body is constantly listening to your signature, to to your thought patterns. And, you know, like Jenna was saying with, um, you know, someone who's lived a long life, there's so much that you can see that has manifested. But in myself, you know, all right. As at the time of this podcast, I'm 39 years old and for four, no, no, five years ago, um, my mom died very unexpectedly and, and we were best friends. And at the time in my life, as Jenna can attest to, I was one of those yogis who could bend over backwards, stick my head all the way through the other side. And I was very, very very, very flexible. And I could get into pigeon and lay down there forever. Like it was a a retreat, um, which we all know it's not. (laughs) And um, I was very, very flexible. And then I, and I remember doing the one-on-one yoga with you, Jenna, after my mom died. And this was prior to really getting to, to suppressing and to holding the grief and the loss and the doubt and the feelings of abandonment and all of these, you know, these feelings that I was having that were manifesting in my physical form. So I got to watch that in about six months is when this happened, because I remember starting yoga with you at the beginning of the spring after my mom died, all of a sudden my shoulders started locking up. I was one of those people who could put my hands in reverse prayer mode. Uh, pose and go all the way up my back very easily. Um, I couldn't even reach around, you know, the gesture of taking off a bra. I couldn't even move my shoulders that tightly and shoulders is, is a very uh, keen area for grief. And all of a sudden my left hip started becoming so stiff that I couldn't even sit in Indian style, easy pose without my left knee angling up at a 45 degree angle. Like I used to be able to lay them both down. Lotus was perfectly fine. And both my knees on the ground, super, super flexible, pigeon easy, left side and left side is either chronic condition. Right side is, is kind of a acute condition and right side is masculine. Left side is feminine. And the hip zone is your area of foundation and family and security. And all of a sudden in my left hip, the area of my security foundation and the area where loss and grief and uh, lack of security are formed, I started developing resistance, which was the resistance that emanated from those feelings I was having in my life. 
they are, wow. they are not separate. And I can remember that distinctly because at the time of her death, it took a little bit of time to, to manifest. Um, I can remember being with you in, at yoga and then eventually being like, how am I not able? Cause I only did yoga with you for a little while, a one-on-one yoga and how it just started to go deeper and deeper and deeper when I, especially when I started letting go of that practice a little bit, um, just from depression and grief and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's a a great way for our body to kind of get, it kind of gets us to, um, gets our attention, I guess. Right. It's like, I'm showing up really big here. I'm sharing you that sharing with you that there is truly, um, this certain amount of accumulation that happens. And so I find that so interesting because the body is like such a great communicator and it communicates all the time and how, um, it really, it's so simple in a lot of ways to understand over time. I think sometimes the mind body science can be like, Oh, it's too far out there or whatever, but there's so much science around that, that backs it up. And, um, it's like the body has to do something with all of that, the life history, the the stories that we create. And it's like, where does that all go? Well, it has to go somewhere. Right. And, um, it's fascinating too, when working on one-on-one with students, um, where they are getting injured a lot, like sometimes a lot on the left side, right. The feminine. And then, um, for others on the right, and we can just really tune in that we absolutely store away life and it, it files away kind of in the tissues, right? The issues are in the tissues yeah, is I love the that expression, quote. right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's felt. I mean, when we start to move our bodies, what I always tell people is it's a guarantee when you get on this yoga mat, your shit's going to show up, right? Yeah. Your, your stuff is going to arrive and you're going to have to face it. And what we do is we shine the light on it instead of judge it or try to neglect it, not look at it. And, um, so that's a guarantee that the resistance is going to show face to face. And then what we do with that is really valuable. But interesting, too, what you were talking about around loss, because loss kind of shows up in different ways. And um, just a, on a personal note, too, like the loss, um, gosh, I think it was about now two and a half years ago where the yoga studio um, that I was at in, in the small town, Templeton, um, you know, it went up for sale, the building that we were in. So I was all of a sudden like, oh my gosh, a loss of kind of identity, a loss of like, wait, this was my spot, my space. I had so much good energy there. I wasn't really ready to move. But um, but when it happened, I remember there was just such a feeling of grieving and loss. And I remember having several dreams around um, losing a diamond out of a ring. And it was like, when I looked up the meaning, it's like, you feel like you're losing something very precious to you. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's interesting too, on the topic of loss, I know you and I've talked so much about it. It comes up in a lot of different formats. And I know for me personally, without sharing a ton of details, like, but I think a lot of the listeners can relate to is that loss can show up in so many different ways. And a lot of, um, a lot of my friends, right, right in that forties, it seems like there's a lot of like looking back and going, wait, what just happened? You know, mm-hmm. like this was supposed to be my life or this was my, going to be my story. And so I've had to kind of unravel a little bit of that. Like, no, I didn't think this was going to be my story. Like mm-hmm. this isn't, this isn't it. So, um, there's a lot around that and where does the healing take place? And what I realize is a lot of it's the coaching of the mind because my mind is what thinks, well, no, that's not your story or, 
But when I start to see the, the celebration in life and look back and see, gosh, look at how far I've come or look at how far, like, um, you know, this has brought me, you know, the trials or the circumstances and things that it, it can shine the light on it in a different way. And it becomes a whole different paradigm shift. But amongst that, the body shows up with a lot of different messages. And um, what I find is that a lot of the grieving and the um, can happen and the emotions take place. And I think it's so valuable to listen in and see where that's taking place and then to encourage ourselves to listen, but then also to be sure to learn what it's saying and then move forward. Cause I noticed that with, especially around loss, there's a lot of grieving. So it's like really easy to kind of like sit in it and mm-hmm. marinate for a little while, but mm-hmm. yeah. And it does, it takes time though. So. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, and the tools, you know, to, to understand the tools that you can use to transmute your genuine reality. Uh, you know, a lot of times when people, people very easily try to talk themselves out of states of loss, you know, because, yeah. Or even let's say, you know, when my dog died, you know, that people, I can tell that people were like, you know, why can't you move on from this? It's, it's a, just a dog, you know, um, when losing my dog was as hard as losing my mom in, in, a, in a different sort of way. And so loss and like you said, I, you know, I've, I've unfortunately experienced infidelity in my life with relationships. And I remember going through loss feelings um, there because I had this idea of what I would become and who I was with that person. And now I have to grieve the loss of who, not only who I thought they were, that they wouldn't have been capable of that. So first of all, I grieve the loss of who I thought someone was, then grieve the loss of what I thought we would become together. And therefore my identity is changing as a result and grieve the loss of the life with my mom or, you know, that, that the recognizing the primary emotions of love and fear and then how they disseminate from there because you know let's say health let's say you know uh here an idea for example to right now i have a rotator cuff problem on my my left side that i'm working with identifying all of the underlying causes and i can easily see where they're coming from that you know um from much loss and much grief over the past six or so years of, of many different causes. Um, and then there's the present feeling of grieving and loss over my yoga practice because it has completely altered right now because my arm doesn't really lift very well. You know, it's that uh, recognizing that what you feel right now is loss and grief and then trying to find ways for it to not store in the body. And because we... A lot of times it would just be, oh, this is a physical symptom. I'm going to get shots of cortisol and I'm going to, or uh, cortisone, excuse me, cortisone and some, you know, steroid it up and let's just make this symptom go away. I'm not, it's just a nuisance is what it is. Um, It's recognizing that it's telling you so much and then finding tools to say, let's get that out of there. Let's, let's grieve that loss and then let's, let's move it on. And like with yoga is an incredible tool. Um, biofeedback, EFT, uh, emotional freedom technique of tapping, uh, pranayama, 
is ridiculously amazing for moving energy that you don't even know is there, <laughs> right? Yes. You know, when you're doing Kundalini or, or just uh, breath work of any type, uh, what pranayama for non-yogis, you know, just breath work. And then all of a sudden you feel something has stirred up. Maybe you even start crying. Um, you know, quite frankly, whenever I do uh, alternate nostril breathing, usually tears flow down my, my cheeks and I you don't, it's not because I'm feeling identifying with feeling any emotion at that moment. It's not even a, I don't, I feel nothing more than just the exercise that I'm doing. And it very much helps me get out of my head and into my body to do alternate nostril breathing, but unequivocally every single time I will get tears and tears are a remarkably cleansing agent and the breath and the balancing of the masculine and feminine, the Ida Pingala, the, the moving things and creating balance on my both my sides clearly has to release something because I tears flow every time. I wouldn't even call it crying. It, it's tears, you know, um, hypnotherapy, Tai Chi, guided imagery, meditation, chakra clearing, which we talk about more in our energetic anatomy course. You know, all of these are great tools, but so is talking about it or whether that be a therapist or a best friend. Um, journaling is an amazing way. Something like you said, Jenna, is you have to bring it to light. You can't just be like, oh, look, my knee, it's bothering me. I will just uh, make it be quiet, you know, and I'll just label it with this diagnosis of arthritis instead of recognizing that arthritis has a lot to do with shame, blame, feeling victimized, feeling unloved, criticism, resentment, um, and a lack of love, deep, deep resentment and criticism. You know, there's a, and it's sometimes when you learn this psychosomatic cause behind your ailment, it's hard on a conscious level, which is a very small percentage of your brain. It's hard on a conscious level to identify that you're walking around feeling shame. And so it's a matter of these workshops, like what we're going to do in November. We have one coming up in November oh, uh, 20th, uh, 2019. We have a workshop called Mind Body Healing, and we're doing it for our women's retreat November 15th through 18th this year, also in Yosemite. We're going to dive into several hour workshop of let's, let's take a look at our physical manifestations of what happens. Maybe it's a skin rash and it comes up in the same area. Well, your body is a map and issues on the tops of the thighs have to do with your intestines, for example. Um, you know, issues in the middle of your back near your shoulders have to do with your gallbladder. You know, your body is a map and sometimes you just need a translator. And so we're going to work a little deeper because, you know, people who are pissed off all the time, literally they get bladder infections, pissed off, bladder infection. Yes, it sounds related because it is. You carry that frequency to that area. It's a stagnant, low frequency. And it ends up causing physical manifestations. And we're all able to recognize that person in our life who is kind of chronically pissed off all the time, even though they may not see it for themselves right yes yeah. for sure and same with the other symptoms of you know disease that it's sometimes hard to see in, in ourselves is things like 
diabetes is often going to manifest, or let's say blood sugar imbalance, it doesn't have to be diagnosed yet, Um, the inability to absorb energy through the sugars that we consume comes from a a state of bitterness. It comes from the lack of of recognizing the sweetness in the world around you and what is the opposite of our sweetness and sugar, but bitterness. And it's a little difficult to tell a bitter person that they're bitter, right? Um, So these workshops kind of help you to really break through the ego and the barriers and the separateness and the fear and the judgment and the be quiet symptom. It's just because there's chemistry happening and my body's not using insulin properly. Nope. mm -mm. It's a long, long, long time earlier than you actually received a physical uh, diagnosis. There was once at a whisper, a very small whisper, and it might've even come more from intuition in your own energy field that you're like, Hmm, this might be going on and you ignored it. And then it started to become a little bit more chronic. And usually then observation occurs and someone in your life starts to demonstrate that they observe this in you and you still resist. You're still like, no, 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 that's not me. Uh, I, yeah, maybe I had that intuition a while ago. I let it go. You bring it up. You're the enemy. It's your, your opinion of me. I'm going to let that go. Then it starts to turn into physical manifestation very mildly, just a little bit of stiffness, perhaps, or just a little bit of weight gain around the middle. And it's not really diagnosed. Then perhaps it becomes disease, injury, and, um, and really detrimental states. That's the process of everything that's gone wrong with you. At one time, it was an internal knowing if you are listening. And, and then observation and then physical manifestation. So, you know, that's, that's kind of what our tools, you know, this whole entire podcast is about in the self-reflection is the self-study project is becoming comfortable with these tools that enable you to find out what is actually happening in your life. You know, I, with this physical rotator cuff, you know, I did no physical thing Uh, you know, lifting with my arm extended or a weird yoga pose or some sort of something physical. I did nothing physical to have any kind of tearing going on. Uh, It is, it is completely a chronic condition of six years, six people and a dog um, uh, and a relationship long time ago of, of severe loss that I had to go through of death and grief and learning to discover my own foundation and security again, that has manifested into these physical symptoms, not a single physical gesture. So, wow. I know, isn't that, that's just such a great reminder because um, there's so much focus on, well, it clearly had to be, you know, physical way, way you walked or did you fall? And like our whole world kind of streamlines things that way. It's like, well, what happened physically? It's like, we're so much more than that. And our body calls out to help us recognize that, that it's like, Ooh, you know, maybe there's something going on emotionally or um, it's just time in our society, right. That we really Mm -hmm. validate those other aspects of who we are and how much that really does influence Mm -hmm. how we feel and how we start to feel um, bogged down and, and it creates um, a sense of disease and Mm yeah. Yeah. It's such a great reminder. And I think on a simple level too, when people check in with themselves, getting quiet is really good. Taking some time to breathe 
and um, to stretch and to move, not only because it makes you physically fit, right, but because it shifts and moves things around. Sometimes we don't even know what to do with. And um, mm-hmm. all the different asanas moving and bending our spine, these different directions, helping the lymph system and drainage of just heaviness and thoughts and pressures that we hold on ourselves. It's absolutely why yogis do a lot of inversion work. There's a whole level like physically for sure, um, Mm -hmm. static system wise, but man, what it it does for your brain is just unreal of tipping your whole world upside down and Mm -hmm. rearranging, you know, getting out of that funk in the mind and just like, um, it's so helpful to adjust and, a new perspective, yes. literally. Literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, with our upcoming workshop in on November 20th, you know, we're going to dive into, into a deeper look at oneself to help you really get to, to look at what's happening within you and how you can heal it because you absolutely can. And even when there is physical cause, because I, I got thrown from a horse in uh, 2003 and I broke my back in four places. So clearly, if someone were to say, well, you broke your back because you got thrown from a horse, had I not had some sort of energetic, I call it uh, like my veil, the energetic blanket that surrounds you, there was a draft, there was a weakness in an area that I was not looking at that was right behind me, something I was trying to move away from without really looking at it. And that's what your back and your foundation is. And I can now think exactly what it is. Um, But it created enough of a draft that created that symptom. However, I only had four broken bones and I recovered completely from it. Whereas other people, famous people get thrown from a horse, become paralyzed for the rest of their life. There are, there are one plus one does not always equal two when it comes to physical cause and symptoms and disease, or you get thrown from a horse, this happens. So it, Um, there is a way to strengthen this. And then when things work their way in, because when they are chronic, uh, they often do work themselves in this, like, like Jenna said, we're human and we just need to learn how to work with that so that it doesn't become one of the most, uh, the biggest indicator of an emotion and a consequence and a frequency that you chose not to deal with. And therefore your body compartmentalized it into its own little area is cancer. It's uh, we, we obviously all try to, to avoid this, um, ignore it. It'll go away of something, something so small perhaps. And in the area that it manifests tells you a very big portion like colon related. It's an inability to let go. And what is your colon for? But, letting go. Right. Right. So we have to learn to let things go. Uh, you'll notice that constipation will start to occur. That's your little whisper, uh, of what am I not letting go of? Um, and someone could just say, well, it's not enough fiber. So clearly you're not letting go of your meal. Um, but no, there, there's a musculature, there is a frequency, there is now less function in that region. And this is why. Um, so Yeah. Do you have any last thoughts? I guess we should probably wrap it up, but, um, yeah, I'm just going to wrap it up with just one thought. I, um, as you're talking is thinking about this and, and just the influence of the mind. Cause I think that are all of us, if we look to our mind, we can see how much it runs amok. And, um, I just think of my last little surf trip I just took and my surfboard hit the top of my foot 
long story short, because there's a lot of details in it, I wasn't able to walk on it. And all of a sudden, it was amazing the places my mind could go, right? Mm. So I'm, it's swollen. I'm thinking all the worst out of it. Like I'll and, never walk again. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I totally went there. And the mind goes to those wild places, right? It goes far and wide. And I was like, I'm never going to walk again, you know. But I, I noticed my mind saying these kind of things. And then it could be kind of comical because the mind is pretty dramatic, right? <laughs> it can go places. But, um, but what I had to do right away is like, I'm like, oh, I hear these little stories. I hear you fear and just talk through it because what happens is that when we start to actually buy into that inner dialogue, um, it really doesn't give our body a chance to do the healing it knows how to do. So what I did with my mind is said, my body knows how to heal. Mm-hmm. And I rested up, did all the right things, right? But but a lot of it is our mind too, like really noticing what, what how does it play the role, mm-hmm. and um, and just knowing that your body is absolutely designed to heal, and um, instead of spiraling into fear, use the mind as for affirmations and mantra to like help, you know, sometimes reprogram the brain. Mm-hmm. And so those are other helpful tools. Just mm-hmm. But yeah, the workshop definitely goes over more and the retreat that we have coming up. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if anything came up today that you have questions for, email us the yeah. self study project at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Self-Study Project, a podcast to deepen your practice through reflection with co-hosts Jenna Baird and Stephanie Gibson. Subjects cover holistic health, nutrition, yoga, philosophy, spirituality, astrology, parenting, relationships, conscious living, sustainable practices, and so much more. At no time does this podcast offer medical advice and is for educational purposes only. It remains your decision to pursue any information and do not hold your hosts or their guests liable. More information available at theselfstudyproject.com.